this November. We are hosting our very first Thrive Circle. It is an interactive four-week self-discovery workshop for modern women in motherhood who are seeking connection, self-growth, and purpose where we can explore our expanded identity in motherhood, have a dialogue on a variety of ways that we can redefine balance, self-care, and identify what our values and purpose are right now in our lives. Within these four weeks, not only are we going to be opening up a really safe and supportive dialogue But we're also going to be offering an opportunity to decompress, to find peace within ourselves and learn practical tools that we can bring into our daily lives. I encourage any of you who are interested to go on to our website. It is thrive.ca and you can register and sign up. It is just going to be a really beautiful experience that will hopefully help you along your journey in motherhood, even during those busy seasons. Welcome to the Thriving Mother Podcast, where we talk about ways to redefine our journey in motherhood and honor the ways to embrace our expanded identity. Each season, we feature inspiring women who are industry leaders, practitioners, mother-led business owners, and visionaries who all have one thing in common, supporting modern women in motherhood as they expand, redefine, and embrace their new identity. I'm your host, motherhood mentor, brand and business coach, and founder of Thrive, Casey James. Let's journey together in reshaping how we show up for ourselves in motherhood, in our everyday life, and honor this version of ourselves. Are you ready? Let's get started. Today I wanted to come on and do a solo podcast that is a little more unscripted because I had this feeling to come on and share what I'm personally going through right now, this week, in hope that this will be helpful for some of you as well. Sometimes I think that in these raw, real moments of motherhood, that I learn more about how I show up for myself as a mother and how I show up for my family and my kids. And it allows me to continue to integrate some of the lessons that I learn, whether or not I actually feel like I'm learning them in those challenging moments. And I do sit back and try to reflect a little bit more and see how those can shift and see why this is happening, perhaps, or see what I could have potentially done better or not done better. So let's get started in this episode today. When school started for both of my kids, everything, you know, as usual, kind of just starts out normal. It's always a huge transition um, when we start school again in September and just adjusting to our routines. And I always find that, you know, usually within the first, second or third week that school starts, somebody comes home with a cold and then it just kind of 
moves through the whole family. What I really wanted to talk a little bit about today with this is how we adjust and adapt to these unpredictable, often challenging obstacles that come up unexpectedly in our daily lives. And this can go on a range, you know, it can be on a spectrum from small little tiny things to things that are a little bit more heavier or challenging for us. And it's something that we all experience. And it's always kind of the ride or the wild ride that happens in motherhood, whether it's, you know, brand new sleep regressions, families catching colds and everything kind of shifts in in terms of routine and, and what needs to be done in the home. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different things that happen and it is just life like that's just the way it is. But what I've been thinking about over the last week or so This past week in particular has been probably one of the hardest weeks so far in the school year. My daughter is a little more sick than normal. She's had a fever for much longer time and has been home from school for four days now. And it, you know, me being the primary child caregiver in the day and working from home It has, of course, interrupted my workflow and it's interrupted the routine. Once something, it's like a ripple effect. Once one thing is shifted, everything gets shifted. And that's, you know, in all the different categories of your life, you know, with your own caring for yourself, um, caring for your family, making sure the household is set up in a kind of a system. You've got a system in place. Um, your sleep schedule is completely shifted. Your capacity to get in and working again is shifted. Your relationships change. Usually you have to cancel plans of what was scheduled in your week. And I was really, really feeling frustrated. I had a lot of moments in these past few days with feelings of resentment. I'm feeling, I know I felt like I was, you know, on top of all of it, taking on even more, needing to take on even more, thinking about all of these different things that are going on and what I need to do. And, you know, it's that extra mental load when a child is sick or when something changes in your routine. But I think for a lot of mothers, this is the case. This does happen. And so, you know, my feelings of anger and just exhaustion and obviously feeling worried and, you know, concerned about my daughter and and trying to care for her and everything. You know, there are times that you don't know what to do or you're maybe just kind of questioning yourself, you know, are you doing the right thing or not in terms of caring for her? So, so many different feelings that were flowing through me. And in particular, actually last night I had an incredibly rough night with my daughter. My husband was working very, very late and I was alone with both of my kids and trying to put them to bed. And my daughter in general is not a great sleeper and did not sleep at all last night and was wide awake and just having a really difficult time with her fever and with her cough. And, you know, I was kind of at the end where I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying everything and nothing's working. And I am sitting in the dark in her bed with her while she's wide awake coughing. 
while my son fell asleep on the bottom of her bed because he was so tired and couldn't put himself to bed. I just felt that that time when you're in that space where your feelings are so strong and there are so many coming through you, it's hard, obviously, to think clearly and your intuition isn't as clear. I think a lot of the things we do for our kids and, you know, for ourselves can come through really listening to our intuition and tapping into that. But, you know, when you're facing something that is a little more urgent or just something that is just your nervous system and everything is just having to jump at it right away, it takes time (laughs) to settle in and to really, um, you know, go within yourself and clearly, you know, listen to what the best guidance is and what the best thing you need to do is. So it's just this thing that happens. I think this happens for so many. And for those who have to actually physically go in for work or have to go into the office and your child gets sick, I mean, it just, it's, it interrupts everything. It shifts and changes everything. And it creates a lot of shuffle and a lot of juggling. And truthfully, a lot of things have to be put on the side. You have to move things around and cancel and, you know, cancel appointments um, or meetings and really lower your expectations. So what I wanted to speak about in particular today is obviously hold and honor these feelings and these thoughts and anything that you in particular are also feeling and thinking when situations, challenging moments can come up. Because I think that it is, first of all, off the bat, so important to just honor that that is happening. And I felt, especially over these last four days, resisting a lot of things and continuing to try to move forward with some of the commitments I had still and just trying to say, okay, well, yeah, this meeting that I'm about to have is still really important. I'm going to still try to do it and put my daughter, tuck her in, give her the iPad for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and see if, you know, I can make do with that. But, you know, sometimes that can work, but I also feel like I was just pushing and pushing and pushing, and it was actually hurting me more than anything. And it depleted my energy by one o'clock, two o'clock. I was completely done. I was so tired. When she was napping, I had to nap and I couldn't do anything else. I was completely drained. So, you know, there's two things. What I said at first was just honor what you're feeling at the time. Know that it is all going to be okay. (laughs) Know that these feelings are real. They're valid. It's okay to have all of those different feelings all at all at once you're not alone i think that there are many many others that can feel like this and just kind of pay attention you know take a moment and and be gentle with yourself and see what areas that you're doing in those moments that you may be resisting a little bit you know you might be pushing yourself a little bit too much and honestly, I say this to myself a lot. I think that um, I've had to give myself a lot of extra grace, um, especially, you know, lately with everything going on. And it, it's okay if you just have to say no to a commitment. 
um, it's going to work out. This is the reality right now. And it's not fair to put so much pressure, so much weight on our shoulders when truthfully, the most important thing for you right now is to make sure that you are cared for and your child is cared for. I think a couple of things that I really thought about and jotted down in terms of what I feel like is helping me get through this, and hopefully it will help some of you as well when you are in any of these moments or are in these moments right now. The first one is to just surrender and let go to everything that you are thinking about in your head, all of the extra things that you think are going to impact you from stepping away, from saying no, or setting even stronger, clearer boundaries. Just let go and surrender to all of that just in this moment. Um, just be patient and allow what is happening right now to be, and hopefully that stronger resistance will lessen a little bit. The second one, it is a constant reminder to find time to care for yourself. I often find that I am always kind of making my kids lunches. I'm making my kids breakfasts and dinners, and they are like fully, you know, full of nutrients and it's got a variety of, you know, all the healthy foods inside and I make sure that they are eating their breakfast. I make sure that they eat their lunch. I make sure that they have, you know, at least um, a few bites of healthy food at, at dinner. And for myself, that might not happen. <laughs> that may not happen for me. You know, I often find myself eating my overnight oats starting around 9.30 or 10 a.m. That's after I drop the kids off and then I get myself ready for the day. And that's when I'm starting like my actual breakfast. And for me, that's, it's been working, but I don't know if I'm getting everything that I need, you know, and I'm not obviously nourishing myself in the, the mornings as well. And I find that, you know, again, also at lunch, sometimes I skip lunches or I forget to eat or I just grab and go, you know, to pick up the kids again. And those are the things that I know I need to work better on. And truthfully, it's not good for me long term because when you are caring for yourself, you are able to care for your family better. So in those times, for example, when your child is sick, you are constantly just trying to make sure that they have enough fluids, that they've got their, you know, medicine and vitamins and that, you know, they're rested and they're, they're caring for themselves. And, you know, you can forget to do something even as simple as drinking a glass of water or having five minutes to sit down and have a bite to eat yourself, whatever it is. It's I think it's just these small little reminders throughout the day. It does not have to be this long, big process. And it's probably, in reality, not going to be the same if you are at home with a sick child. So I think that it's just important to remind yourself, keep caring for yourself, keep doing those small little things to fill your cup in the day. And the third one is to really do your best 
It's not always possible. But do your best, even if it's for 15 minutes at a time, to be present. Be present with yourself. Be present with your child. Just take some deep breaths. Just kind of sit in the moment, whatever you are doing, whatever your child is doing, if they are feeling well enough to sit and build some blocks or play with with puzzles or just watching, you know, a little TV show. Maybe it's just nice to cuddle up and, and, you know, grab a blanket and sit with your child and, and do that, you know, even if it's just like 15 minutes here and there, because actually that helps you. It helps you get grounded and it helps your child to know that you're there. It just brings everything back of being in that moment and being there for yourself and for your child. The fourth is tapping into your intuition. And like I said earlier on, it is hard when you are in the moment, when your nervous system is so tense and you are just trying to figure out what you need to do in that time and how to care for your child and what to do. And then so it gets a little muddy, gets a little foggy. And I've had to kind of reset myself over the last few days. And if there is an opportunity to have little bit of quiet time. I find that this is the best way to do it, to kind of get and in, go into a room on your own. If you're able to have a partner or husband around to help, you know, with the kids, try to do that. Go out for a walk and just close your eyes. Again, take a couple breaths and just sit and just listen. And holding that space and allowing your inner voice speak to you and clearing out all of that fog. And I know it's not easy because your mind is just completely wandering and it's just going and there's so many things in your in your mind. There's so many thoughts going on at once. But I think just even having that quiet time will help lessen that over time. So just kind of go back, take the moments when you can to just take some quiet time and to tap into your intuition because that will help you when you're in those moments of needing to make quick decisions. The fifth one is releasing your guilt. I was talking to one of my mom friends who is also homesick with her kids and just saying how you know, I think my daughter has had the most TV and iPad time that she has ever had in these last four days. Um, obviously, I feel a little guilty about that. And I feel guilty also just about how not fully wanting to be doing this. And I'm feeling just a slight bit of frustration or resentful. And it, again, that's okay. It's it's okay to have those feelings. The guilt, it's like learning how to let go of that a little bit. I think that actually guilt is important to have in the sense that it allows you to reflect on why are you feeling guilty and break that down a little bit and sit with it. Really see what is it exactly that you're feeling guilty about. The sixth is to be honest with yourself. Sometimes I think we can just be pushing our feelings down, trying to please everybody, not really to show a front. Sometimes even for myself, I do that. It's like, everything's okay. You know, child is sick at home today, but you know, we're making it work or whatever it is. But sometimes it's okay to say it's actually not okay. (laughs) And sometimes it's okay to be honest with others and be honest with yourself. That just is really helpful and it helps, you know, heal you and it helps 
just work through that process. And it offers a sense of compassion and understanding for others as well to say, oh, you know what, you know what, yeah, today, you know, Casey's kind of going through a tough time, you know, maybe I just need to be gentle or maybe I just need to be there for her, you know, and thinking whatever that may look like. So I really think that it's so important and so key to be, continue to be honest with yourself, whatever it is. And, you know, the last one is however you feel comfortable doing this, it's asking for help. That doesn't necessarily mean asking for physical help because, you know, obviously right now with the pandemic, sometimes that can be tricky. But I think asking for help is back to being honest with others and being honest with maybe I do need a little bit of support and don't feel guilty about that. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about other people. Yeah, they may have a lot going on in their lives too, or they might be going through a difficult time too. And you can be there for them just like they can be there for you. So I think finding simple ways to say, you know, is there any way that I could have help today in this? Or is there any way that you can help me out by picking my son up from school or whatever that is. It's really important. And I'm really grateful that I have my parents living very close by where I can lean on them. I can lean on somebody, at least seeing if you have a close family or friend to be able to lean on to ask for that extra support. But if not, and if you don't, I think just being able to have somebody there that you can text or you can call or touch base with, even just venting to or talking to can help you as well, right? It can help you feel a little bit better and just kind of take you out of that headspace for a moment and just help you through those difficult or more challenging times. So I hope that some of this dialogue today will be able to be something that you can reflect back on when there are any form of obstacles in your life. When we first launched this podcast, these conversations around redefining motherhood and embracing our expanded identity has touched so many women and has touched their lives in ways that they never expected before. And I am happy to hear that. I am grateful to know that this podcast has helped women and mothers through these journeys. And so at any time, reach out to me and I would just love to hear from you. Thank you for listening today. I really hope this brought new insights and value for you. Your support is welcomed and very much appreciated. By just taking two minutes, you can simply subscribe, rate, and review, which will then give others the opportunity to be part of the conversation. For more inspiring content, you can follow us at Thrive underscore living, T-H-R-Y-V-E underscore living. My DMs are always open. I love connecting with the community, whether it's just to say hi or if you needed any form of support in motherhood or business, I'm here. Until next time.